This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Seabrook, New Hampshire, the best store of the fleet. That's what you think. Uh, With us uh, this week is Barry Bennett from Ventura Cigar Company and his new cigars, Estelo Cubano and Puro Sangre, Pure Blood. We're going to smoke Pure Blood this week. Should be interesting. Uh, Single cigar sales have been banned in California, and the U.S. Olympic team is wearing the China colors. That and lots more this week on (laughs) The Cigar Authority. <laughs> and we are broadcasting live from China. <laughs> WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution, Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM thir- uh, what are we at? WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio, Manchester, New Hampshire. Also, The Cigar Station broadcasts our show from last week, tomorrow, from 11 to 1 in the morning and 11 to 1 in the evening, twice on Sundays. Uh, that's thescarstation.com. And why just listen when you can actually watch what we got going on here? Via, no, need to, no need to watch. Via thecigarauthority.com. <laughs> Sounds are, better, actually, audio only, but if you want to watch this mess, you can. And uh, we are podcasted for your downloading and listening convenience on demand at the Cigar Authority and iTunes, where you can set it. And for the reason it. why we do it so that you can actually see is what we're going to do right now, which is light up. This is the only cigar radio show, the only cigar radio show that we actually smoke cigars in. It's no make-believe. This is the real deal. We're going to cut, light, and smoke cigars because that's what we do. And why do we do it on location every single week? Because of all the radio stations that we're broadcasting on, none of us, none of them will allow us to light up in their studio. So we say, forget about it. We won't go there. We say, forget about forget it. Forget about it. He's got the ashtray here. This is the uh, Cougine ashtray. It's shaped like a gun. You nice. like that, huh? I do. Sitting on my desk back there. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we are going to have Barry Bennett coming in. He's going to—he's uh, from Ventura Cigar Company. We'll tell you all about that company and what they're about. It seems like a brand-new company. It is relatively a new company as far as premium cigars go, but they've been around for many, many years, and we'll explain the things that they do in their launch into the premium cigar business and, and what that's all about. But here's a uh, uh, dark cigar called Estelo Cubano. This is a Honduran cigar with a little twirly top on, a little twist. A little pigtail. Pigtail head um, and we are smoking the size called the Tarasso. this is a five and three quarters by 54 Tarasso. why think, do they do that why don't they just call it a toro why can't they just use regular normal cigar names Inventing, reinventing the wheel is it going to make does it make it cooler and and tell me if i'm wrong is Tarasso the steak dish that they have um in those third world countries where they pound down the steak and they put a green sauce over it. Is that Tarasso? I think that's what that's called. I don't know. I've typically never been to third world countries. 
You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta I'm go. Not a, I'm not a fan. And they, you know, well, we'll go for steak. It's like paper thin, and this is steak, and it's called terrasso, I believe, or something like that. All right, somebody, so we're if, smoking. If, if somebody steak. knows that, that's on. Uh, when, when you're watching the show, actually, um, on um, the CigarAuthority.com, you're watching live. You got uh, a chat box also uh, that we look at every once in a while. If somebody's on there, they can has the answer. They can chat on there and say the answer. But also. We have what going on this We week? have a poll. We have a poll. The first poll we ever Chuck did. has a new toy. Yeah, <laughs> baby. So, so what do you tell got? us about your new toy, the poll. Well, we get a poll now, so people can interact, as they always do in the chat box. We're taking it to that next level. We're moving mountains, Jonathan. That's what we're yes. doing. So uh, where our question today? Wait, who's, who's this Jonathan you speak of? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jonathan. You're getting, all, you're getting all confused over there. I am. I am. You must have me confused with someone else. Who Mr. Jonathan. Who is this Jonathan you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite cigar size? That's what we want to know. That's the poll question today. What's your favorite cigar size? We're I like Corona. You like Corona. Well, we're not putting that onto the list. Oh. So so I can't even vote. You can't even it's vote. It's not even on there because it doesn't appear till way down on the list of really what sells. And at the end of it, I'll tell you the real answer, which is the answer people vote with with their wallet. This is year after year after year. The best-selling sizes, according to me as a retailer, in the three stores that I own and in business for 27 years, what is the real answer? And according to you before the show started, 27 years on the radio. That's right. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, we've got an update from Barry, our guest. He is uh, three miles from the exit, stuck in slow traffic. He'll be here soon. Wow. Good thing he doesn't work for me. Ver oh, my. Oh, <laughs> That's what I don't have a tolerance for, is people being late. Yeah, because I, I was still carrying the last piece of gear off of the boat at midnight. I didn't get home and have everything unpacked until 2 in the morning. I was here at 8.30. Good. Because we open at 10. Because we open at 10. The show starts at noon. So you get here at 8.30, right? What's the bet that he pulls in the, at the front door? That's the pet peeve number two. Number one is being late. Pet peeve number two. Is Parks actually, in a handicap spot, and he doesn't have handicap plates. Would be parking in a handicapped spot or parking in the best spot in the store mm. when you're going to stay all day. You know, pull over to the side and give it to a guy that wants to uh, run in and grab his stuff and go. Speaking of things that are hot like fire, Jasmine, yeah, our cigar girl. The cigar girl. I heard uh, something about um, poison ivy, po poison ivy on her feet. She's... <laughs> Oh, she's loaded, so she comes in here to hang out with her. Give her a big hug. She's got poison ivy. You actually, this is, a, this is a misnomer about poison ivy. You cannot catch poison ivy from the rash that you get. Oh, really? The rash, the rash? Even is, if it's scabby and open and that's and just gross All out. that is is a, uh, that's a, it, it's a chemical burn. Your body is reacting uh, allergically to the oil. You cannot the catch, oil. catch it. As long as, as long as you're taking a shower, you're safe. I don't know. You wash the oil off. Home remedies. Home remedies. Itches. Terrible. Fells naphtha soap is the best remedy for poison ivy. Salt and vinegar. Oh, that sounds... That's it, disgusting. Especially if it's open wounds. Yeah. So, salt and vinegar. Oh. Scrub it really hard. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. We don't have cricket sounds. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't decree. Um, Can I give the five sizes, by the way? Go ahead. All right. So robust, and this is the order, by the way: Robusto, Churchill, Torpedo, six by sixty, or Lancero. Six by sixty is supposedly. Why so is Lancero hot even on there? Because my size Corona we're, sells better than Lancero. Well, we're not asking that question. The question is, what size do you prefer? Out of these choices. Out of those choices. Now, so somebody you pick the worst one. No, you pick the one you prefer. No, but the you, one you don't prefer. Who put the poll together or came up with the sizes? You put Lancero on there because it's the worst one. No, knowing it sells the worst. I can't even vote because my size isn't on there. What's your size? I like Corona. I never see you smoke a Corona. <laughs> because you are always sticking cigars in my hand that aren't Coronas. No, because you can smoke whatever you want and you choose to smoke bigger cigars because they're free. But if you were to buy them, you would buy Corona because no. Coronas don't sell well at all. I smoke Coronas all the time. All right. He's watching you, Mr. Jonathan. I'm watching. He's not. Obviously, he's not I'm watching all, all that close. I'm always watching very close. I'm always watching. Uh, you know what I'm watching right now? Segway. Segway. Your weight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not watching my weight. Are you watching my weight? I'm watching mine. Gardenia, California, passes an ordinance banning single cigar sales. This has happened. Uh, the sale of single cigars and cigarellos will soon be banned in stores in Gardenia that is not significant tobacco retailers, in quotes. Significant tobacco retailers. The city so, council adopted ordinances banning their products Tuesday night, and it will take effect August 9th. Go ahead, your question. So if you're a convenience store and you sell soda and chips and beer, you can't, you can't sell single cigars. A stupid thing. A new law makes it illegal for stores to sell single cigars and any in packs fewer than five, which most come in five. I've never seen a four-pack, have I? But anyway, they don't want to sell single cigars. The band is, de is designated to discourage teenagers from seeking out flavored cigars and cigarellos, often sold in stores for less than a dollar. You can see this whole thing lining up what they want to do. They don't want you selling flavored cigars. They don't want you selling cigars for less than a dollar. They don't want you selling one, one cigar. This is a law actually stopping a whole bunch of different things. Uh, there are just for the things that... They package to look like candies, said Councilman Dan Medina, who introduced the ordinance. It will go into tobacco shops. If you go into tobacco shops, you will see these cigars and cigarellos for lower quantity ones. Um, you would swear they're bubblicious. It actually says this here. Uh, Gardenia has 53 tobacco retailers, and about one-fifth of them are considered significant. Now, this is where the problem is. This is the division. You know, we're dividing at this point. You are okay. You are not okay. Um, uh, defined by things such as sales volume and floor space devoted to tobacco. Everything goes in cycles. So with the whole racism thing in the, in the country where we were segregated and divided by color and by creed and race, and then they do away with that, and then all these people have the same urge to divide and conquer, so they move on to another group of people. And a city councilor who is nobody, by the way, you are nobody. You got press here, but you're nobody. And who are you to dictate to anybody what to do? Who are you? And the problem is that his main problem is these bubblicious flavored cigars that the kids are not smoking the cigars. They're digging them out, and they have flavored marijuana right now. That's what it's about, right? Stuff it with marijuana. 
do whatever they do to uh, make it so it seals, and then smoke the marijuana that's covered up with the smell of the, the flavored cigar, covering it up. You have a drug problem. Deal with it. That's your problem. Deal with that. Don't take away a cigar from a person. Don't take away a product away from a business owner that makes a living. That's part of his, his business, his overall. So, no, he doesn't do 100% cigars. But let's call it 10% of his business. Let's call it 49% of his business. Now he loses 49% of his business. You know what that means? He's gone. He's out of business. They're making it impossible to earn an honest living in tobacco. Is that's what they're going well, after. Also, just look at the state of California. I mean, this is a bankrupt state. Yeah. And now <laughs> they're going to they're have, they're gonna have some uh, convenience store owners now on their, on their take now, too, because they're not going to be able to afford whatever they you know stay in a business and their employees they're not they're going to lose employees for what and this thing is actually this thing passed it wasn't just this idiot one councilman dan medina no this is uh the, everybody else in the city council that voted for it too because people the thing in passed. the city are idiots for voting these morons in and then thinking oh yeah they're, they're just going after tobacco we're safe yeah what about soda Oh, that's then huge. they go after the soda. Then they're going to say uh, the whole the whole milk thing. The government got involved early on, saying that you couldn't advertise on your milk carton that you were hormone free, because that was like saying that growth hormone was bad for you. This is in the 90s, and then all of a sudden it turns out growth hormone is bad for you, and now the push is to get growth hormone out. Government involvement is bad at any level mm-hmm. for anything. Right. What they should be doing is what they're not doing. Fix the roads, make sure the internet is working, and that I have electricity at my house after a natural disaster, have the food packs ready if something bad happens like Katrina, and then take care of it, and they can't do that. No, because But what they can do is make our life miserable, make it difficult for us to enjoy something as adults. Well, they, they, they take it even further that they're trying to control uh, the teen problem of cigar shops. The teens were able to purchase cigars at 11 shops of the 53. They, you know, they send uh, Good, throw the book out. Uh, old-looking kids in to try to do it right. There's a law against that. Throw the book at them. Yeah. Shut them down. Do whatever you, you want to do to these people. But do not stop the legal guy that's doing the right thing that's trying to make a living in a store. You're going to shut him down because 11 kids that you sent in. Uh, to, right. make, to try to make this illegal purchase. So that means everybody. So I'm doing the right thing, and everybody, I have to stop selling cigars because somebody did the wrong thing. No, get that guy. You know what? Execute him if you want to do it. Make the law even tougher and say, geez, you get caught selling uh, to a teen, you will be executed in the streets right. in front of everybody. It's good. That's the way it's going to be. Nope, because they wouldn't do that either. Somebody else, somebody kills cops and stuff, they don't want to execute him either. Right. It's the wackiest thing. <laughs> Enforce the laws you have. That's it. It's it's that simple. Um, Less is more. Or if you dare, outlaw the product. I dare you. Oh, I dare you. Oh, revolution. Uh, just for the record, the last time you dared someone to do something, you did it, and maybe you just don't want to do that because yeah. I work here now. Yeah. Could you stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They're making too much money off it, so they're not going to do that either. There's nothing wrong with it. We went to it last week, which we ha- actually last week's show was a fantastic show. Oh. We, got, we got a lot of juice out of that, uh, a lot of information. Uh, we had the doctor, scientist, Ph.D. on here, Mark McCosey, who told us factual, as a scientist, as a doctor, that actually cigars, and he went as far as, far as to even say a half a pack of cigarettes a day is not harming you at all. And he's got the proof. 
There's nothing to secondhand smoke. He also covered that. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I heard wackiness of third-hand smoke yesterday, and all you know, that's that's making us come back. Also, just you know what? There's there's a major problems that happen in this world in the United States, major problems. But it's almost like a magician here. Look what's happening in this hand. Pay attention to what I'm doing over here. In the meantime, totally. bad stuff is happening on the other side. They're doing the tricks. So pay attention to what we're saying. Kids are uh, having flavored uh, cigars, and this is where the problem is. They're, they're starting to like cigars. No, you have a drug problem, but no, keep, keep paying attention to this. Okay, bring that, bring the drugs in. Yeah. Bring it in. It's okay. Uh, arms to uh, other countries. Uh, well, all the crazy stuff that's happening. Well, anyway, uh, I diverse as I, as I normally do. Uh, uh, Swisher introduces a new E, Swisher Line Electronic cigar brand so like electronic cigarettes they have the new swisher electronic cigar you gonna carry them what would be no i'm point? not gonna carry them because there is no point to it at all <laughs> it has no point it goes nowhere there's no reason to smoke cigars other than just you want to kick back and relax we're not addicted to them no but these ones are going to be addictive because they have a 12 to 18 percent nicotine level oh they add to it so you're going to get addicted to this e-cigar, which you would never get addicted to the cigar itself because the nicotine level is way, way too low, uh, down at 1% to 3%. Uh, we're looking at 12 to 18 There's no such thing as a cigar at 12 to 18%, but now you can buy it in electronic form. This is an addictive product. Cigars are not an addictive product, and his Swisher doing it. They're more harm than good Swisher. You're not doing any flavors. You're not doing any favors uh, uh, with the uh, Bubblicious cigars. You're not doing us any favors with the electronic things. Uh, you're almost working against the cigar industry. Please, thanks, but no thanks, as far as I'm concerned. What are you getting out of the cigar? Anything? Anything smoke? I've been thinking about it because I've been kind of pissed off about the whole <laughs> thing you're saying over there. This is a Stello Cubano we're smoking. It's a Honduran cigar. And uh, we're going to have uh, Barry Bennett on. He's No Honduran bite whatsoever. No. I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that this was Honduran. You're right. Usually uh, you, you taste a Honduran cigar right at the beginning. It bites and it, and it weeds down uh, a little while after. Yeah, I'm not getting this. This is dark. Uh, I'm getting like a dark chocolate. Myself. Like a dark... Maybe 82% dark chocolate. I'm actually getting 83.1%. Really? There you, go. Uh, yeah. you know, I smoked a cigar early before I came on the show, kind of getting gearing up to smoke these cigars because they kind of look like they're really heavy. It's not really heavy no, at all. Light body. Yeah, medium, maybe a little tad le less than medium on the cigar. It looks like it's a... It actually tastes, uh, it tastes Nicaraguan-y more than it tastes Honduran-y. Well, maybe it has a blend of it, and uh, Barry will tell us about that. If you have a Jets here. Oh, there he is. Okay, were you listening to us talking about you? Well, he was. He was listening on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and going through the red lights and all that stuff. No, don't, don't let that bother you at all. Don't. We, uh, we, we talk much better about you behind your back, but uh, that's the way that is. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll go to break so we can bring yeah. Barry on. Okay, uh, coming up next, Barry Bennett from Ventura Cigars, where we're smoking right now his Estelo Cubana, and later on we'll light up pure blood, pura sangre. And later, we're getting dressed up for the Olympics in the Team USA uniforms. 
are made in China. What else do you think is made in the U.S. but isn't? You might be surprised. That and a lot more when we return. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Keep the lit end out of your mouth. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. 
and they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods, meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos. Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We're broadcasting at a cigar shop because we're smoking cigars. That's what we do here on the Cigar Authority. That's what we do. That's what we do. And with us is Barry Bennett from Ventura Cigars, and we're smoking the Estello Cubano. Hi, Barry. Good morning. Good morning. Nice, <laughs> nice to be here. Um, yeah, a little traffic. Uh, yeah, a little, little tough coming through Boston the, this morning. Okay, and where are you from? Uh, down in Cohasset, south of the city. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first off, let's go back in time. You've been around the cigar industry for a long time yourself. You started how long ago? I started, it's uh, just about over 12 years ago with a company called Bucanero. Bucanero, yep. yeah. Yeah, we all remember that. Uh, whatever happened to that? I don't see that. Is that history? I, you know what? I think it's down to some uh, bundles online, and and that's about it. Yeah. Um, well, they come and go, and that's what ends up happening. You moved on to CAO, you went to Gurkha, and now it's Ventura Cigars, which uh, to most people is going to seem like a brand new cigar company. It is a new cigar company, but it's a subsidiary of a big, big company. Correct. Yeah. No, we have some uh, good family behind us that grows and manufactures, as you know, for a lot of other manufacturers out there right um so it's a it's a real good opportunity yeah it's not you know so a lot of people will see these brands and say oh another new company comes along this is a a company but with like a hundred year tradition they know they know what they're doing yes so exactly you, it's it's not some fly-by-night new company it's a lot of money behind them they know what they're doing they have everything from the growers to the tobacco all the way through to uh to get into the stores and stuff so we're, we're all going to see this, this is going to be somebody who knows what they're doing here yeah and they and obviously they care about what that finished product uh, looks like and tastes like to the consumer once it gets to the retailer okay um and this trade show that's coming up this is really the first time kind of uh, like it, showing it off and seeing what happens right yes this, this this is our debut if you will with ipcpr coming up in a few weeks in orlando okay so uh we've had it for a little while and uh the, the first cigar we're smoking here is the estello cubano uh i was mentioning earlier terrasso is that the beef dish that they uh the, the thin steak the terrasso uh, I think so. Yeah. You know, and the wonder is why doesn't everybody just call it a Robusto or Toro or whatever, but this is the Tarasso. But, we, we, you know, looking at it, it, it would be what people would expect a Toro to be, close to a 6 by 50 Correct. It's a, a 5 and 3 quarters by 54. Um, and this is um, this is a Honduran cigar, right? 
Correct. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jonathan was saying it's it's it certainly doesn't taste a uh, like a Honduran cigar to him. And why would that be? Well, uh, this one's a little unique, as you know. Not everyone gets their hands on uh, any Costa Rican tobacco. This mm. actually has a little bit of Costa Rican filler in there, with some Esteli and some Honduran filler in there. So that Costa Rican, you know, you get that traditional almost rich flavor out of the. the the tobacco when you're smoking it. Well, if anybody knows Costa Rican tobacco, that would be you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Are you Don Costa Douglas Rican? days. No, Don Douglas's factory originally was in that Costa Rica area. Right, <laughs> where they ended up making the Bacanero. So Correct. So this is Honduran, um, a Honduran, um, no, Honduran-made cigar, but the outside wrapper, Mr. Jonathan, pretty good, is a Nicaraguan wrapper with a mixture of Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Costa Rican tobacco. This is the unique taste. You don't get a lot of Costa Rican tobacco used in cigars, and here it is here. So very interesting. And it's smooth. I've handed this cigar to a few gentlemen that are complete mild smokers uh, at, at some cigar dinners, and they've been able to get through it, enjoy the flavors that have come out of it, um, and, and they are true mild cigar smokers. Yeah. So I, I, it's the smoothness that really offsets the strength. It sure is. It, it does not look like a mild cigar. You know, I, I get up before I came and said, okay, we're going to, because I, I know what we're going to move on to later on that, that is on the full full side. But uh, as I... Uh, haven't smoked an Estelo Cubano since the original sampling of it to take it into our retail stores, uh, I forgot. And you look at it and you say, okay, this one's going to kick me. And it's not. It's it's very balanced. It's very, very good. Uh, unique packaging, a stand-up uh, box as opposed to laying down like everybody else does. Yep, kind of just pop off the shelf a little more. Right, right. <laughs> So a little egg crate type of uh, thing. And uh, what else do we have on this? It comes in a, uh, a few different sizes. The Robusto Gordo, a four and three quarters by 52. Terrasso we're smoking now at five and three quarters by 54. Matador, six and a half by 56. And the Lancero. Does anybody buy the Lancero, six by 38? You know, as you know, a lot of retailers will shy away from that size because it's one where they may have a few guys that sell it. Otherwise, it may sit there and... This size in particular, I don't know what it is about this cigar. It's smoking fantastic. I had two gentlemen at an event recently pull it out of a the four-pack sampler we sell on this yeah. line. has one of each size. They lit it up and smoked it, and within a few puffs, they both went to the counter and ordered a box of the Lancero size. Wow. So you only have a few sizes, and, um, and one is, is the Lancero. I'm surprised to see that. One of the poll questions we're asking today on our site is, uh, what's your favorite size cigar? And uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. If Lancero ends up taking the lead, I'll tell you, they certainly don't buy them. I don't know where they're getting their Lanceros, but in the, in the retail level, it doesn't. We've tried taking Lanceros in, and they just don't sell. But um, they, sometimes they uh, burn fantastic, and they smoke well. But the, the, uh, with a 38 ring gauge, you run the risk of no draw. Right. That's what ends up happening. I see who you have making these things, and I'm sure that's not going to be the issue. Uh, also, looking at uh, the price level on them, uh, very good. Uh, the cigar we're smoking now is in the $5 price range, um, which is the sweet spot right now that's yes. happening in the industry. You see that people are buying a lower price. I don't know if it's the economy or what's happening, but that's what we're seeing. Yeah, so they, they like that that 5 to $8 price point. Um, uh, you know, good, It comes in. Good quality for the uh, the price. Yeah. And no. on, on this one, we should have a 60 ring gauge coming at the trade show. Of course, because everyone's going to have a 60 ring gauge coming at the trade show. I'm going to tell you in advance, uh, and, and I think next week we're going to start um, – Naming all the different things that are coming out. Uh, I've been compiling a list for the past couple weeks. 
there's going to be so many 60-plus ring gauges because everybody believes that's where it's happening. Another thing, you getting any of those on there, Chuck, people saying 60 ring gauges or no? Yeah, 6 by 60, we have two votes. Really? <laughs> two. And I believe there's some 70s coming, I had heard. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why, and I know i got a big fan here in front of me uh, on those big, thick ring gauges, but there's not many people that make a cigar really thick ring gauges. So if there's 100 people that buy... Uh, 60 ring gauge or like 60 ring gauges and there's only 10 companies making them right now those 10 companies are doing very good at the end of the show there's going to be 100 companies making them and each one of them is going to sell one cigar that's what's going to happen it's going to be it's going to be over overwhelmed that that's going to be my guess of what's going to happen anyway but uh we'll see we'll see how that plays out all right, um, and we're going to wait till uh, the end of the hour to go to the next cigar, but you can tell us about it anyway. It's uh, Puro Sangre. Puro Sangre, it's a, a similar uh, Viso Habana wrapper on there. It's a Colorado five-year aged. Uh, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. And the unique story about this cigar, when the Casar family that owns Cretec and Phillips and King and, and Ventura Cigar, they have a long relationship with the Placencia family, right. and they were out in Nicaragua trying to come to blends, and they watched Nestor Sr. light up the same cigar day after day, and finally looked at Junior and said, what is he smoking? Can, can we try that? And that is what Poro Sangre is. Through some manipulating and speaking with him and convincing, they finally got Sr. to agree to put the blend out, that we had enough tobacco, and Junior got behind it. Um, and this is pure sangre, which means pure blood, as you've said. Yeah. Represents their five generations in the tobacco business. There's actually a younger brother that's about to join the Placencias, I believe, uh, coming up at this oh, trade show. Okay. Um, so you know, it's it's an a ever-growing family in the tobacco business, and they put this out to represent them. And like like any cigar that the uh, cigar maker, this is what he chooses to smoke himself, you got to think, okay, this is what he wants to smoke himself, so obviously this is, he can smoke anything he wants, he chooses this, it's yes. got to be the best, but he doesn't produce the cigar out, because usually the problem is that they can't get enough of that tobacco to create a certain cigar in a, in a long-term thing. And look at the numbers here, it looks like this is a, br a brand that's going to be limited also. Yes. 250,000 cigars. It sounds like a lot, but if this thing takes off, it's going to be a short supply cigar. Yes. 250,000 cigars uh, due to um, the age of the wrapper leaf. What's, Correct. What's the deal with the wrapper leaf? It, it's five years old. It's a limited crop that he's able to grow this wrapper. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, that, that kind of affects availability a little bit. And who you know who knows what he's holding back to smoke himself. <laughs> now that's a guy. Uh, you're right, and that's and that's a guy who's going to be priced uh, a little bit higher. It starts at 880 to 1150 a cigar, but again limited. And uh, for the full-bodied guys, uh, and we'll, as I say, we'll light this up in the next hour. You'll see um, the full-body strength to it. Imagine being the guy who ages something for five years for personal smoking. That's just interesting. Okay. I just <laughs> and that's all you have to say about that. And that's all I have to say. It's a, uh, typically the stuff is aged at least three years anyway. Uh, but it's how much tobacco did he grow uh, in order to uh, have that, that tobacco? He puts it aside. He put, uses that as his wrapper leaf, and it. So he he owns the company, and and he says, okay, uh, you three rollers are now going to roll my stuff that I'm going to smoke in a hundred days after it rests. Yeah. And it goes in his own humidor and. 
and then that's it. Yeah, they're taking people around and showing them, and they're lighting up their regular cigars or something, and this guy keeps pulling a different cigar out of his pocket, the same one over and over of something that's not for sale. Hey, what's up? I can imagine that, that would be me if I was there, and I'd say, what's up with that one? Well, let me show you these other cigars I have. What's with that one that you keep lighting? And that's what ends up happening. And that's well, what happened yeah, in this case. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to know about that one. Well, we can't make all that many. Well, not only would it be me as the buyer that I want that one, but that's going to equate down to the consumer also. What's up with that? It's, this is why you see folks coming in looking for the limited release. You can't get it. You want what you can't have. That, that's what it is, and that goes for anything, uh, but certainly cigars in, in this case. So here's a limited release, although the, the numbers are big limited release. They're coming right out and saying, you know, we got a, a quarter of a million cigars. Uh, if the thing takes off, though, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to get it anyway. Is this? Uh, it says Nicaragua. Is this made in Nicaragua? Yes. So di- different place altogether. Yes. Okay. Pure blood. Barry, what would you say the secret is when you're when you take on uh, or your company puts out a new size or a new line? What is the secret to getting that to the public and getting in the hands of smokers? Uh, how is it that you go about yourself? pushing a cigar so that you can launch it into the marketplace. I mean, we got 1,100 open boxes, so what do you do to stand out and make your cigars shine? Uh, fair, fair question, and and there's a lot that goes into that equation. But I think Dave will tell you one of the, the major parts is that is the relationships that, that I've built over the 12 years, how I've come into stores and done events. Um, so a lot of it is the initial relationship that you have, and then being able to show the support that the company is going to give the cigar. In this case, I was able to show show Dave, other retailers, uh, that we committed a lot of money to advertising, to getting the hands in the cigar into the hands of the public, doing events. You know, we had a budget to get the cigar out there, uh, and more importantly, that we really are trying to focus on brick and mortar stores to bring it back to the consumer by letting the salesman actually sell it to them, as opposed to them looking at a screen online and just ordering something they don't really know that they're getting. You know, we had Christian Arroer on last week launching his brand-new uh, lines uh, that he's coming out at the trade show also, and uh, he's going with his lines, and he says, you know what, I really want these cigars. And he did a big business with Camacho through the, the mail-order companies and also, um, also along with the retailers and stuff. But he said, this time I'm really focused into the brick-and-mortar retailer, and he says, uh, for a different reason than, you can, um, than you're going to imagine it's going to happen, and the reason is, he said, you know, the cigar tastes better in the retail cigar store, and the reason is the shipping that goes goes back and forth, and when we receive a product, we usually get it in, uh, we have to barcode it and get it all ready, and it's brought from one store to the other store, and we buy enough product so that on turns, you're not smoking a cigar that just came out of the UPS truck. It needs to sit for a few months and get to back to the right temperature, back to the right humidity. Well, when, when you buy cigars online, and we, hey, listen, I sell mail order myself also to people, but that same customer that buys mail order from us will come into our own store when they're in the area and sit down and have a cigar, and they go, why is it that a smoking a cigar in your store tastes better than the ones you ship me, and those are the ones you ship me? And the problem is something happens at shipping. Cigars get worse. During their their flight, during the heat, the temperature, they get the stressed. Humidity. Right, they get stressed. It's a living, up. breathing thing. Yeah, so it ends up getting worse. So uh, it's it's another positive thing I can say about brick and mortar stores for the folks that are listening. If you get a cigar at a reputable cigar store, your brick and mortar store that has 
a kind of a volume of cigars because if he's getting them in uh, just in time, you know, for you to buy them, that's not good either. You know, it, it needs to be something you get in, it rests, it's sat for a while, okay, you want it. Um, it. It's unlike a fruit or vegetable that you want it fresh. It's the opposite. You don't want fresh grape juice. You want wine. Right. Um, you know, a, a cigar that you got via mail order, um, even a, a store that got it in just in time to make the sale, Put one in one hand, one in the other. It's remarkable the difference that ends up happening. So, uh, I, I think a, a brick and mortar cigar store cigar is gonna, you know, just be better than the one you're gonna get via mail order uh, anyway. Um, and I think it's a positive thing because uh, us, you know, we're having a, the brick and mortar stores are having a hard time because some of these very people that supply us with cigars sell directly to the consumer. This is where it gets tough in other industries also, but strongly in the. Um, in the cigar industry right now that's happening. But I think us brick-and-mortar stores have a, a, a good edge, which is keep our humidity uh, correct, keep the temperature in our stores right, uh, stock the stuff enough so you, we are able to rest it, and then now try the cigar that ends up happening. Even when you bring a sample in to us, it's a brand-new cigar. It came in from your car. You've been driving around. It's hot. You'll even say to us, hey, they've been sitting in my car for a while or something. I can back out that, that um, taste of uh, young or uh, it's been sitting around and, and it's too new. And I kind of back it out and I say, okay, I'll make that taste go away in my mind. Here's what, what we have over here. But certainly after we had these cigars, well, as I say, the last time I smoked this, uh, um, the Cubano from you, I uh, have a different taste than I have now that's been sitting around. It's way better. It's smoother. Yeah. It's uh, developed. It, it's got lots of things happening that I didn't try from the sample out of the car, for sure. So, anyway, I, I, I digress on what it is. The... Um the company that uh, you guys, uh, Ventura, are a subsidiary of is Phillips and & King. And Phillips and & King is a wholesale, I think the largest wholesale cigar company. At this point, yes, they are one of the largest out there and have most of the distribution for the Jarum and the Jeep and Zippo across the country. Yeah, along with many, many cigar yes. brands. So here's a unique thing that you guys got going on. You sell to the store not only your brand, but you can sell them any brand relatively any brand that is out there yes so uh that's an interesting thing that you know uh, would differentiate you from every other rep that's out there that you know you walk in the door i can actually buy anything from you guys yes and it's funny in, in some cases because of tax purposes i've been looked at by retailers and said i'd rather get it from you and have the tax taken out than pay an accountant for the year well, I've been in the business before the cigar boom of the early 90s, and that was a very, very strong thing that happened uh, in the 80s, that most cigars were purchased from wholesalers and not directly from um, the manufacturers. Um, the problem was little um, retailers that would just order in a couple boxes here and there. Uh, during the boom, they immediately wanted more because they weren't getting what what they were asking for anyway. So everybody opened up directly to the manufacturer. And uh, what happens at that point, the boom ends, and then they go back to ordering their small amounts again. And it's such a waste for them, and they, they have to have a guy on the road and go see somebody. And, you know, you were that guy. You travel all the way up to Maine, drive drive for hours and hours, and go see the guy, and he's off today. Or, or he wants he, to buy a box. Yeah, all right, give me one. I'll take the Robusto, a box. <laughs> 
it, it, it's financially not worth it for these manufacturers to do this. And, and this is the magic and the great thing about a, a company like Phillips and King for the smaller store that he can say, you know what, I do want just one box of brand X. But while I'm here, give me two boxes of Y, give me a Z, two A's and a B. And you know what? Let bada me see. Boom, bada bing. Yeah. Now, yeah. now there's an order worth in order and not wasting anybody's time. We promote it as the one-stop shopping for the smaller retailer that you know really just needs to go to one place to take care of stock in those shelves. They the, are the Mr. Jonathan of the Cigar oh, World. Exactly. <laughs> now, my, my question is, and you and you know them all. You know all the reps. You've, you've been around here for years and years. Uh, are you looked upon as a competitor to them at that point, seeing you sell their product too? No, because in some cases, I can now help them out on someone that may not want to take the certain requirements to get an account open and now i can walk in and say you know what i can offer you this this and this and take care of it and get it on the shelf for you yeah so in some cases the relationship helps of me saying hey you know what i'll go see that guy and get him off your hands or and there's other cases where i you know i pick up the phone and go hey you may want to get in there this guy's growing you know oh, you probably want to open him direct you may have built that brand up in a store right. enough to, to start handing it over to him and say okay this guy buys kind of heavy on your brand now you're welcome here you go Fortunately, we all get along, so I usually yeah. do the right thing and make nice. the call. <laughs> yeah, you've been around. You've been around for a long time, and it, it, just an interesting thing because I I don't remember uh, this ever happening to this degree of they, all the wholesalers have had their own brand, but right. not for real. You know, this is a real deal here. This is uh, there's a lot behind this, and it, it, it's premium, and there's there's no. Um, you know, just slapping a, a label on a bundle type right. thing. This thing has been done right. So uh, what can we expect uh, in the future from Ventura? I know it's early on, but they must be having, besides a, a, a new 60 ring gauge, because I think that's the law right now. Everybody has to do it. Uh, there is the 60. Yeah. Um, we have another unique project where years ago the Placencias put out a complete organic cigar. Right. And they are in the, in the process of retooling that. We're about to introduce the, um, the cigar again in five sizes and an extremely limited um, number of cigars at the moment and it is completely organic. Uh, Nestor Jr. was with us as we smoked them in January. The one word that came off our mouths talking about it was really that it was a clean smoke. Uh, not clean that you didn't get any flavors or taste out of the cigar, but clean that you really didn't have any bad taste or after effect on your palate from smoking it. Yeah, aftertaste. That, that aftertaste, that initial harshness from lighting it, uh, it was all just a very clean smoke. Okay. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And he, he was describing how they've been using beans and fruits to really put nutrients back in the soil. So you're deep in with Nestle Placentia. That's that's the guy here that's going to drive the uh, private label brands for you guys and yes. get them on there. Uh, for those that don't know him, tell us a little about Nestle Placentia, whatever you know. He is, you know, it's just a unique man. He, um, As you know, they, they manufacture for a lot of the larger companies sure. out there yep. um so he is all over the place but the man knows his tobacco he knows what smokes well uh and more importantly they really do have dedication to what they're doing they're not just pushing out product he'll make sure it's aged they they make sure they're putting out that quality every time and they grow in tobacco everywhere and they're the, they're the big big player out there as you're saying there's, there's some big brands out there famous famous name cigars that you some people are going to, you know, oh, that's so-and-so cigar or something. That's a cigar made by Nestle right. Placencia for that person. He makes lots of brands for lots of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unleavened bread. Un? Unleavened bread. What's leaven? Leaven is uh, A leavening agent is something that allows the bread to rise. So unleavened. Yeast. 
unleavened bread is something that has no uh, rising agent in it. Yeast. So, so like no yeast, but you can use also baking powder. Uh, there's other things. So like cause. the pocket bread, pocket it's, bread. It's matzo. It's like it's a matzo. matzo. There you go. Unleavened bread, specifically though, almost uh, a recipe like my parents used to make it from uh, as close as they could from what the description of manna was from the Bible. Manna from heaven. So with a little sweetness going on, but uh, very bready. As, as heavy and dark as this is, you mentioned no aftertaste. It's, it's not that there's none. It subsides real quick and bloop, and it's left with a little sweetness in your mouth. Yes. Yeah, not what I not what I thought was going to happen here for sure. You know, I think it's going to be different on the next cigar. So I'm going to put this cigar down, and let's light this up anyway now. See what we get. Here you go, Chuck. Thank you, sir. I think strap yourself in on this one. Pure blood. Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us the bucket. Uh, elaborate banding, by the way, too. The gold, the stuff has to be made in Holland or something like that. Um, These bands. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought Patrick had told us, um, who's the general manager of uh, Ventura Cigar, that we were getting the labels out of Nicaragua. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, they're pretty elaborate. This looks like it's a double band, um, but it's really not. It's one band with a cutout in the center of it. Yes. Pura Sangre, pure blood. Um, sounds like it's strong. That's because it is. But smooth. Yeah. So uh, another, that's Mr. Jonathan choking a little bit. That's what I do. And that's a pre-light? Hasn't, pre-light. hasn't, hasn't lit it yet. The uh, dead air that you're hearing is us all lighting it exactly the same time. Because we time. really light the cigars up. We can't, you know, I, I, maybe another another show that's number one uh, that's beating us. We're number two. We're trying like like heck, but we're number two. But the other shows, they don't, they don't really don't light cigars. They make believe. And, okay, now it's time to light the cigar. But, no, there's no cigar being lit. We're really lighting the cigar. So excuse the dead air as we do it. Uh, Mr. Jonathan usually doesn't help me. He lights up as soon as I do so that there's nothing happening at all. You're welcome. You're... What I expected. Oh. Buttery. Buttery? Buttery, huh? Yeah, this is butter. Wow. Like butter. It's, uh, not not light, it's not light butter either. This is heavy fat content, legit butter. Immediately, full-bodied. You know it's Nicaraguan, right? Black pepper I got. I don't have butter at all. I got black pepper. You're crazy and wrong. It's a heavy butter and a little bit of uh, maybe cream. What? And uh, string beans, actually. All gets it. Obviously. It's a feast. There's there's a lot going he on here. He does this, Barry. Yeah, he does it. It's you see, I get that that traditional spiciness you get from that Nicaraguan puro, but right with some nose. some of that creaminess with it on the back end. Exactly what I said. Butter, cream, string beans. I have slow no, roasted. Let me tell you, I got a punch in the nose. It's all in my nose right here. I don't handle the full-bodied stuff, but it's right in my nose. It, it's really heavy. It's working its way down to my chest. This is, and that, then it's working your way down to your girl parts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I call it as it is. I'm there for the guy that likes the the milder cigars right off the bat. It's already too heavy for me. But I'm gonna I used go. I'm to gonna be go. Someone who was all about the light stuff, and I literally can smoke everything right now. 
It's I, good. Force I, myself. To I smoke everything. I just don't have to like everything. I and I'm not saying I don't like it. It's too early. I took one or two puffs. I can smoke the heavy stuff and not have to whine about it. I'm not whining. Oh. I'm not whining. I'm, I'm calling as it is. That's it's all. so heavy. Barry Bennett, Ventura Cigars, thank you. Thank, thank you for you coming for on. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, getting dressed up for the Olympics in the Team USA outfits. The uniforms are made in China. You heard about it? Well, what else do you think is made in the U.S. but really isn't? You might be surprised. We'll talk about that and lots more when we return. We'll be back in just a few minutes live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire, or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines... 
Consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moses is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336 and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. 15, 10, 15, 10, 15, 10, 15, 10. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Ryan. Hey, 
And we are back, hour number two, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This is the Cigar Authority, and listening to the show is who? We've got WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution, Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, We've got the Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. And why just listen live when you can watch what we got going on right here at thecigarauthority.com, video and chat box, both rock and plus Chuck pole. has a new toy. He yeah. whipped out his pole, and it's right there for you to take part hey, in hey, hey. on the show. And, hey, uh, hey, hey. We're also podcasted for your downloading and listening convenience on demand at the Cigar Authority and iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. And Chuck, the poll question is? The poll question is, what is your favorite cigar size? We're giving them five choices, Robusto, Churchill, Torpedo, 6x60, the hot one coming in, and uh, Lancero. <laughs> what about uh, doing like an other so I could vote Corona? We can only, we have a limit. We have a limit many... of five things that we yeah. put, so we, we opted for the Lancero for fun. Who's winning? <laughs> Robusto, of course. Robusto's winning. That's Killing it. Killing it. That's the way it is. Uh, that's what sells. That's All what right, sells. so this is what I want people who are listening at home right now to do. If you're in the car, just take a little detour. Go to your local grocery store. Pick yourself up some string beans. Get some butter, a little cream. Take it home. Whip it up. Roast it for like 25 minutes. And then take the string beans that you just roasted. Open up the string bean and take the seed. Put the seed in your mouth after you, you know, wiggle it around the butter and the cream. And then take a pull on this cigar and tell me if it doesn't taste exactly And this cigar like is Puro Sangre. Pure blood. Pure blood. And this is in the Ventura Cigar Company. We're smoking both their cigars today. The Estelo Cubano, which I found to be uh, on the milder side of medium. Yeah. It looks like it's a stronger cigar, but it wasn't. It was very well balanced. I like it very much. And then we got the uh, Puro Sangre, which is a, a high-errant cigar. This is Nesta Placentia's uh, personal blend. Um, this is a limited cigar that they only have enough to make 250,000 of. Doesn't sound very limited, 250,000, uh, quarter of a million cigars. But if it catches on, they'll be gone before you know it because it's five-year tobacco that's used on it. Um, early aggressive is what I'll say. I told you it was very strong going uh before the break, as I get going on, I have no problem with it. It started very early, too strong for me, all in the nose. So this one Calm started honduran and the other one started yeah. Nicaraguan-y. Right. And they're, they're the from the opposite country. the opposite. These would be great blind-tasting cigars. Right. Mm. For those who like to play the game. Blind taste testing and smoking a cigar without a band on it. The other day, Chuck, I blinded David on a, uh, on a cigar. I took the band off a of swag, and I Ooh. gave it to him. Yeah. And he smoked it. And I smoked the same one with the band off of it. Mm -hmm. And he leaves the store. And maybe 20 minutes later, I just have an urge and I run into the bathroom and explode. <laughs> and so I text him and say, swag equals laxative. Well, doesn't he call me 10 minutes later going, I have been in the bathroom yeah. <laughs> since I got back to the office. What was that cigar? <laughs> so I wasn't sure if it was the cigar or maybe we both had the same thing for lunch. So the next day I had another one. And I gave it to uh, one of my employees, Terry. <laughs> I had him smoking it. And uh, maybe after about an hour, he goes, why are you watching me? 
And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Why are you watching? He's like, like, did you do something to my drink? What, what's going on? I'm like, do you have an urge to go to the bathroom? Anything? None whatsoever. So it was the food. Had to have been the food. Yeah. We ate the same thing for lunch, but you thought, swear it was the cigar <laughs> ended up doing it to you. What the heck happened there? <laughs> did he guess correctly? Did he guess it was white? Oh, no. He was buried. He was all over the place. It's pretty interesting. I want to do it on the radio show, but I'd love a lot of people to participate and do it at the same time because, you know, a lot of people are going to say that the taste of a cigar, the wrapper outside leaf has most of the flavor of a cigar. My belief is it's the cigar band has most of it. It's a psychological mm -hmm. thing. It's like, you know, even when you mentioned flavors in the cigar, sometimes, sometimes I actually taste what you say. As odd as they are. You know, this time the inside of the of the pea or bean or whatever string bean. string bean. I don't know what the inside of a, a string bean because I usually eat the whole string bean and many at the same time. But you, you never just split it open and just ate the seed before? No, I just never have. The consensus done. on the chat box is that Mr. Jonathan needs help. Yeah, he does. He needs help. <laughs> That's what they're saying. He needs help. And, he, and you guys aren't the only ones that think it. We think it here, and even to a personal level, members of his family and uh, council uh, have thought that too for a long time. For a long time, so true story. Right, true it, story. Is, it is true. Uh, another that true story that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is what they say to do, you know, when the radio thing is segue. When something comes there, it gives you the reason to go. So another thing that, and you see it coming huh, a mile away. Speaking of belt buckles, right? No, but you had mentioned another flavor of some something we were on break. You said some is the some. String bean. No, rhubarb. Or, or oh, yeah, the flavor on your tongue. Like what happens on your tongue when you smoke this is when you have one piece of rhubarb too many. Which would be one. But, <laughs> but, but without the, there's no rhubarb flavor. It's just that, that tang that goes dead center in the middle of your tongue. There's something about rhubarb, the bitterness of it rhubarb. only hits the center of your tongue. One rhubarb, too many. One summer, <laughs> we went, we spent time uh, at a friend's house in Canada, in Ottawa, and the guy had a rhubarb farm, and we could have as much rhubarb as we wanted all day long. Which should be none. I ate Eat as much as you I, want. I must have eaten a pound and a half of rhubarb. I burnt my taste buds out completely. For a solid month, I couldn't taste anything. Nothing. You can have all the rhubarb you want. I Woo! absolutely still to this day <laughs> love rhubarb. Oh, it's great. Oh. It has never caught on, right? It's not It's not one of the, the big things, rhubarb. No, you would imagine not. No. You've never had strawberry rhubarb pie? The sweetness of the strawberries and the bitterness of the rhubarb. rhubarb. Oh, I can't even, I don't, I don't even like how it, the word sounds, rhubarb. <laughs> Speaking it's, not of even a, it's not even a tasty word. <laughs> it, all, it does sound like you just made it up, rhubarb. What's that plant going to be called? Well, let's call it rhubarb. For what reason? What color is a rhubarb? It's a reddish. Yeah. A little orange, some pink in there. Rhubarb. You guys are killing me. I need to know about this whole U.S. we're in China. Day. All right, okay. Uh, Congress is fuming over the Team USA's Made in China uniforms. Ralph Lauren uh, apparently is the company that designed the USA uh, Olympic uniforms, and Congress is angry about it. First off, the hat is a French beret, which would be a French beret. Why would you Why? put a beret on, a, on an American going to the Olympics to represent our country when it is, a beret is, is French, it's a French word, it's a product made? It would be like if Barry showed up in a Davidoff shirt. 
Yeah. Right. It's not right. It's ridiculous. So they, they have the Uf, U.S. Olympic team coming in a beret, and including the beret and everything else that they're wearing is made in China. That's so bad. It is so bad. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Well, hang on a second. Yeah? Every article of clothing that you have on is made in a country other than the United States. I'm not re- representing the United States. Everyone I'm re- representing we, the Cigar Authority. We are representing the United States all the time because we live here. Every no. single article of clothing that I have on, that you have on, that everyone in the store here has on is made in another country. Is it really that big a deal at this point? Yes. Representing Plus, the U.S. Olympics and hold your head proud and stand next to the American flag. Our country right now belongs to China. Why not just have them make our clothes for the Olympic team? I'm insulted by it. Then why don't we just wear the, the Chinese flag? And why don't we just represent them? I'm so with Dave on this. I'm not saying that I'm pro us wearing a Chinese you thing. Are. I'm just saying, is it really, I mean, Congress, of all things, are going to get ticked off about? They're going to get ticked off about this? Should have never happened. Should have never happened. Right. And it's not too late, because how long is it going to take to do? When's the ceremony? The opening ceremonies. Do we know? Three weeks from now. Wow. So burn it all. Make a statement. Get rid of the berets. Put a baseball cap on That's us. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yep. Make some apple pie. Some baseballs. Come on, we're American. Well, I mean, if you're going to go real American, I think you'd have to go with like a some sort of floppy hat. Like no, baseball cap. Settlers. Baseball. Put a pilgrim hat on. Apple it. pie. It's athletic. Cheeseburger. Hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog would be the American thing. Frankfurter. That's a German. That's German. <laughs> that's German. Come on, we got to get we got to get into being proud American, to be Americans. American cheeseburger is going to have to be the American cheese. Burger. Yep. Burger. Burger is Hamburger German, right? Hamburg German. No, that's <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to do something. Yeah, they could have a mo. Yeah. You know, the largest. Which is an Italian sub, though. Again, the... it's not. It's not an American. The thing. largest McDonald's in the history of the company is being built for these Olympics, being built to handle six. Thousand people an hour. Six thousand people an hour. Something ridiculous, like three floors, elevators, a McDonald's. It's crazy. I like it. And I'm liking, I'm liking the cigar. I'm liking it as well. Yeah. I, I was turned off at the beginning from the initial puff. That's why you gotta, you really gotta give everything a chance. Not even one chance. You gotta give it a couple of chances. Uh, but. You let it go all the way down and build. Although Estelo Cubano, I love that is in my wheel level there in strength and everything. Uh, a little sweet with the with the dark wrapper on it. Very very good. But I'm getting food. This I thought I was going to beat it up a little bit and it was going to be a little something here. But I, I almost wanted to be a little something here. But there's not. It's it's good. It's good. It's full bodied. It's full flavored. I don't know if it's full bodied. I'd, I'd go with. Uh... So far, it's been medium, maybe starting to creep up in a medium plus. I wouldn't say full-bodied. It started off full, but it's, it's lightened up. Yeah. Pleasantly. Early, early aggressive. So uh, is it made in America or not? Here's a little uh, little trivia questions and things in, uh, between you and Chuck or something. Let me know uh, what you guys think of. Uh, no, I'm not, I am not bring competing it. with Chuck anymore. Bring it. No more competing with Chuck? We'll just no, bring it to it, Chuck. It creates, it creates bad blood between Chuck and I, and he's my friend. And I just wanted to stay there. All right, way. so we're going to go with Chuck on this. Uh, first off, 61% of Americans say they are more likely to buy American True. if the, if the option is there. 
That is true. I would say that that is what they say, not what they do. And 75% of Americans over 55 years old are more likely to buy American. Definitely. So the older you get, you, you know, you you uh, you know, maybe you've been through a couple wars and you you stand up for America even even more. So older guys really want to buy American. The problem is we can't buy American because there's not a lot of American products to, to buy. And sometimes they fool you and you think you're buying American when you're really not. Okay, so let's right. give... What's give, our first product? First product is Budweiser, the king of beers. Obviously, Budweiser, um, $239 million or more into Super Bowl ads, a uh, billion-dollar sponsorship on M- NFL. Where's Budweiser made? Chuck. St. Louis. Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Merrimack, New Hampshire would be wrong. St. Louis, Missouri. How about Belgium? No. Belgium, home of the waffle. Okay, so made in Belgium. That's where the money's going. That's where it's being made. Uh, well, we got to go to something more American than Budweiser. Waffles lunch? Waffles? Yeah. Where would you get those? Like a Belgian waffle? kind of want a waffle now. Yeah. <laughs> Coors beer, another beer, Rocky Mountains, Colorado, 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 China, (laughs) Uh, Canadian Brewing, Molson owns it, wow, it's made in Canada, Um, Zippo Lighters, Florida, it is USA, we have one, we have a winner there, Touchdown. Pennsylvania, Zippo Lighter, Give that man a meticulously crafted facial hair design. Oh, he has that already. (laughs) (laughs) Does that with tweezers. Um, I'm this close to doing it. Chevrolet Silverado. Chevrolet Silverado. Detroit. Detroit. Detroit, right? Chevy. The Chevy. Come on. The Silverado in particular. Made in Mexico. Come on. Made in Mexico. Maybe so, that's actually. So you're trying to do no, the right thing. No, you know thing. what? I think Chevrolet is onto something there, though. They're putting jobs in Mexico just to stop people from coming over the border. That's nice. Of them. It'll keep them over there. <clears throat> this is bad, David. This is not good. Okay, uh, the Ford F10. Ford. The F10, the pickup. Come on, everybody knows that's, Are you sure that's it's made. The F10 or Japan. not the F150? It's the F10. Japan. There's an F10? Oh, there's an S10 from Chevy, but I think it's F150. F-150, what did I say? You said F-10. Oh, 150, I'm sorry. You'd think Detroit, but this is a, this is, these are all trick questions. I'm going to say Japan. If you're looking for something... Uh, uh, I'm going to say uh, what do you got? half Japanese, half Puerto Rico. It's a Japarico. <laughs> it is Puerto Rico. Wow. Since I was half right since 1969. If we were competing, Chuck, I would get half a point for that. Yes, you would, which is actually part of America. Okay, so. <laughs> that is. Hey, that's American made. All right, American made. It's a province, not a state. Did they get to vote, though. What's up with that? What is up with that? They get a vote. Um, okay, so you got apple pie, you got baseball. Let's go to uh, Rawling Baseballs. <sighs> Baseball, right? Yeah, you'd think St. Louis, right? I mean, I'd go with St. Louis. China. It's got to be something. Taiwan. Puerto Rico again. Puerto Rico. So so maybe <laughs> that was on How It's Made, which happens to be the number one show in all of cigar shops. Number one show in all cigar shops Fantastic. is How It's Made. In, in our shop, we have uh, CSI House. Right. And, uh, <laughs> 
but but on uh but this is the where the problem lies that we think they're doing the right thing let, let me buy american if i if i can the problem is you don't know if it's made in america or not levi's jeans all right, we've got right one. away you think it's china, china, huh? china i would think america you would yeah okay it's it's made actually in four countries so one of them you said is china uh that is not one of the countries you lose what do you got japan yep mexico cambodia in the philippines Come on. none are made here in the united states none Japan. none of those you can Rico buy jeans but you wouldn't know you wouldn't know which one this one's obvious that it's got to be made here right American girl dolls. American girl dolls. I know they're right in, in New York City. They got their big store, American girl dolls. Taiwan. Obviously made in China. It's 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 bad. So I got You know what the worst is? Yeah. American flags that are made in China. That really grinds my gears. See now that bothers me. Yes. Or Olympic uniforms for the US Olympic team. Yes. That doesn't bother me that much. Mr. Jonathan. Doesn't bother Mr. Jonathan. He's gonna get a tattoo All after right. the show of the Chinese flag <laughs> on his back. The Olympics are to bring all of the countries no. together. No, they're not. They're to beat the other countries. It's a contest. And you know who's winning? China, because they say, yeah, we don't want the gold medal. We just want to sell you the gold medal. We'll sell you the gold medal and all the clothing and everything that goes along with it is what, what's happening there. Craftsman's tools. Craftsman's tools. American, now. man. American made, right? That's American made. That For is sure. made in China. Come on. Made in China, Craftsman's tools. What is made in America? All right. <laughs> Schwinn bicycles. I, that I was just going to say, Schwinn bikes is probably the only American-made product. Schwinn? Schwinn bikes? Uh, Schwinn bikes are made in China. What? China. You know, I don't want waffles. I want Chinese food for some reason. <laughs> which, is, which is the only thing not made in China because <laughs> they don't eat that crap. We do. Fortune cookie. Is made in the United States. Was invented in the United States. And it's made in it's, uh, Sacramento, I believe. Really? All fortune cookies? All fortune cookies come from the same factory, I believe. Really? Yeah, Sacramento. No Chinese restaurant makes a fortune cookie? They're, yeah, they're all, and they're all in California. Uh, Chuck Taylor in Converse All-Stars. Oh, yeah. I, I used to live next to Converse in Malden. That's where Converse used to be made. But they don't, they're not made there anymore. They got too popular. They got moved to New Hampshire. They got moved to Asia. Asia. Which China is a part of Asia. I don't understand. All right. Yeah, so it's China. <laughs> Why is there a distinction that it just says Asia? It just says Asia. But, you know, that includes the uh, Dr. J version, the uh, Chuck Taylor, all that stuff. It's all made over there. Who was Chuck Taylor? I don't know. I don't know. Chuck Taylor. Chuck no. Morrison. The Chuck Morrison edition, I, I bet you will not be made in China, would it? They would never be made never. in China. Um, okay, here's one. The Great American Chocolate Bar. Hershey's, the Great American Chocolate Bar. Hershey, Pennsylvania, right? Of course. Where else could it be made? What happens when you smoke a swag? It's made in Mexico. Hershey is made in Mexico now. No way. This is getting bad, right? This is awful. This is terrible.
So we got to do something well, about it. Well, I guess you can't eat chocolate anymore. Okay, let's look at some guns. Smith & Weston, Colt, Kimba, Ruga, all those guns. Here's the ironic part. They're all made in the USA. The only thing is the you country. can't get any. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't they, want you out, to carry. They don't want you to have any. But you can get those guns. They're all made in the USA, but now, we don't want you to have any. That part bothers me. And if you that, sell them to another country, you get in trouble doing that, too. So you got no chance. If, Unless you're the government. If yeah, the United the States focused less on, on worrying that China makes our uniforms and more on that we should be able to carry guns that are made in the United States, that I would get behind. I don't really care that China made the uniforms. Whatever. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's time to change it. Just change it. I don't care if we're wearing T-shirts. Don't wear a, a, a French beret in Chinese clothing. Don't do it. It's a no-brainer. We could all go to the Olympics in Haynes. <laughs> because Haynes is made here? I think. Well, you, I doubt it. Nike? New Balance. New Balance. New Balance. You think or you know? Lawrence Mass. There you go. They don't make everything yet, but they still do make sneakers. Yeah, they still make sneakers. All right. Uh, how about John Deere tractors? John Deere, there's an American name for you. Uh, 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 John Deere, right? <laughs> That's a man's man thing. That's a USA thing, right? It's got to be. India. Oh, my God. Do they even have lawns there? It's all desert. Right, they don't even have lawns. They, they wouldn't know the what to do with a lawnmower if we shipped them back to them. They lawn, they lawn more sand. It's ridiculous. They make the lawnmower in India, they ship it to us, and they tell us we're buying American, and we're not. American standard toilets. American <laughs> standard toilets. I'm going with this is a trick question and that that's actually made. In the United States. It is made in the United States. Nice. So we make toilets. We make this is toilets, where it's come down we to. Make guns. We, guns and toilets. So where are we going, folks? Where are we going with you can this? Shoot the crapper. Uh, Holly Davidson. Holly Davidson, I believe, is still made in the United States. Oh, a lot of. They still have the majority of pots are made in the USA, but some pots are now coming in from China uh, and, and other places overseas. But uh, that's all I have for that. But that just shows you that we want to do the right thing. Th these are the companies that are doing the best in the United States, and that's because most Americans believe they're made in the United States, but they're not. So what can we do? We need a little sticker on it or something that says made in the USA. I heard that Toyota, Toyota Camrys are mostly made in the U.S. And, and you would think and, that Toyota's made in China. Right. And I heard that actually Toyota is technically more American than Ford in terms of their production, in terms of what they produce in the U.S. How crazy is that? It's crazy stuff. Plant in Tennessee. Oh, there we go. Jasmine, uh, Jasmine's company makes felt here in the United States. Felt. Felt. Which really anything you feel is felt. So. Has been felt. <laughs> Has been That's felted. Felted? Has been felt. Felt. Yeah. It has, felt, it has been I felt. felt this. You felt it. And after you have felt it, it has been felt. Still felt. Felt, yeah. And, no felt it. And, and if I'm looking good and feeling good, that's I felt. That's felt. <laughs> Dave, I got one for you. Yeah. All right. The Ford Fusion. You guys know the Ford Fusion? Yeah. Twenty percent of the Ford Fusion is made in the U.S. The Toyota Camry and the Honda Accord, 
80%. Wow. It's going backwards, right? Eventually, the Chinese are going to realize Americans want to buy American, so let's make it in America and take the money back to China or whatever. We're losing. We're losing yeah. big time. We've got to get our crap together, and it starts right here at the Olympics. Let's do it. Let's burn the berets. Let's, let's come out there with an American flag wrapped around our head or whatever we've got to do. Made in America. Make a change anyway. All right, let's go to break. Uh, we're smoking still the uh, Puro Sangre, and uh, I may go back to the Stello Cubana after this. When we come back, we got the latest information on our blogs, you know, on the, in, on, uh, cigar on the Cigar Authority website. You, you literally just had to look. I had a look. I forgot where I was. <laughs> where you are. You know what? I own too many companies right now, I get it. and they're all made in America. Uh, <laughs> events filling up, promotions, and lots more. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers and Radio we Network. We are bringing sexy back. Yeah, we are. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head -head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. 
Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? You're Equilibrium Cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. It, it literally never fails. Every week, you two numb nuts just hum along with a song. Why not? <laughs> That's catchy. What's, what is, the, what's the brand they're talking about? Equilibrium. Okay. Because sometimes Cause I wrote it. Okay. Because sometimes <laughs> the commercial is catchy, but you never know the product. Right. That's so a, true. That's another good thing. And uh, somebody mentioned on the on the chat box that, Dave, you sell cigars for a living, not made in the USA. It's true. Uh, Connecticut Shade Tobacco is used and shipped over there and then assembled and brought back as as part of a cigar as a part of the ingredients. There is. Uh, they've tried making some. Uh, all Connecticut 
tobacco cigars, again, shipping back overseas and then brought back. Uh, but um, that's what? something from um, Tatuaje, I believe, has an all-Connecticut broadleaf cigar. Why Connecticut? Like, what's... It's a good growing area, although it's very seasonal. It only has right. one, one growing uh time that they can pull it off i think uh, like tobacco i think you know north carolina or maybe virginia um tobacco for cigarettes which uh, the best cigarettes in the world are grown in the united states people over in china kill for an american cigarette but as far as the again you got the government that tries to kill an industry <laughs> that that's working and they actually make something that uh is the best that they, we can export right right but, but they put an end to that so that doesn't work and Hey, I'm tired of complaining. I'm going to just light a cigar and enjoy myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard about the uh, the fight against the I-word? The, the I-word. Internet. What is the I-word? It's not the Internet. iPhone? It's not the iPhone. Although a lot of Apple products do start with the letter I. Illegal. It is the word illegal. Illegal. Very good. It's illegal to say illegal? There's a (laughs) petition put out by colorlines.com. Of course there is. And they would like to, uh, they're having people sign this petition online to get rid of the word illegal when speaking. You know what illegal is? People coming from other countries. It's a sick bird. Illegal. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Wait, where, everybody. Where's the sound effects for that? <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so they're arguing that illegals is a racially charged slur used to dehumanize and discriminate against immigrants and people of color, regardless of migratory status. The I word is shorthand for illegal alien. <laughs> Illegal so, immigrant and other harmful terms. So what do they want to call them now? Because that would be hurting their feelings to call them illegal because it's not legal. Well, I think that they're not leaning legal? more toward un- undocumented. Undocumented. So if I kill someone, yeah. it's not an illegal act. It's an undocumented life ending. Life ending. And I should be able to get off. Yeah. <laughs> we could call uh, them criminals. Criminalians would work. I, so, so who's trying to stop this? Uh, this is colorlines.com. It's uh, the Applied Research Center, uh, and it's daily news site, Colorlines. Stop calling illegal activities illegal activities. It's undocumented. Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. The world's coming to an end, right? Fox News is on in the background. I can't help but just be drawn to it right now. They're having a story on Ralph Lauren doing the uniforms made in China. And they just well, show an image. They, no, they, they listen to our show. Yeah, so that's they, right, that they get their news from us. Right. <laughs> Chuck, they probably are. They actually probably have our news feed right there on there. You know, clips <laughs> of us talking about the, on the show. We broke the story. And now they're talking about the I word now. <laughs> <laughs> In the new sangre. <laughs> and the pure blood. Right, right. Pure sangre. Uh, and then uh, another another story I came across uh, this week was the new app by the ACLU to keep police power in check. Have you heard about this, Chuck? No. It's an app for your iPhone or Droid that allows you to record audio or video without anyone knowing that you're doing it. Your phone goes to its uh, home screen while recording. And then this is the kicker right here. The video, you can opt to have it automatically uploaded to the ACLU's site directly from the app, does it automatic, and then they evaluate whether or not your rights have been violated by the... uh, 
the police. Interesting. The local news always is asking for video feeds. If you videoed it or did it send it to us or something, yeah. there's nothing illegal or undocumented. There are about, some states sending that, that it's illegal to video record. <laughs> Watch the iWork audio. That's right. Radio. Sick bird. Sick uh, bird. <laughs> it is sick bird. Yeah. To uh, <laughs> record anyone without See, their that's knowledge. That's going to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is now sick bird to sell single cigars right, in California. California. Well, if you if you if you video record the police in some states, they can arrest you for it because they'll they'll trump up some charge either way. Whatever they have to do to get it so that they can confiscate your phone and delete the video because they don't want think something like the Rodney King incident mm. coming out. I mean, that video was across the country in a day. Hey, that was back it, before it the happened. Internet. It's, it's the real deal, though. What, what's wrong with saying? Calling a, um, I don't think the way it is wrong with being able to record. I mean, I've, I've thought about having my phone out recording when I get stopped for speeding or whatever, so I can prove the co- what conversation happened. You know, mm. you go take I, it to court and. I got a trivia question. Who is the only president that was a king? Ooh, the only president that was a king. It's his birthday today. We haven't brought the birthdays up in a long time. I just happened to look. Are you serious? And it's the only president that was a king. He also was the only vice president and president who became president without any votes. Never got a vote. Johnson? How's uh, this, huh? Anybody in the Eisen- chat box know Eisenhower. this? Eisenhower. Come on, Rudy. He's the only <laughs> U.S. vice president and the U.S. president to become president without getting any votes, and he was the only president that was a king. Was it? Uh, Today's his birthday. What's the lion guy, the lion-hearted guy? Um, no, not that guy. Obama? No. <laughs> they call him the, the lion. I have no idea. I don't know, buddy. Hunted all the time. No, President well, of the United States. President. Also Roosevelt. Vice- all right, Rudy's got a guess. Theodore Rudy, Roosevelt. our Canadian Rudy, <laughs> our Canadian trivia guy, uh, U.S. trivia from Canada. Who's going to get it? Go ahead. Gerald Ford? Gerald Ford oh, is God. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the Canuck. Because we're terrible. We're Americans and we're terrible. We're wearing Chinese clothing, green berets, and we don't even know who uh, the only president that became president to, and born. vice president without getting any votes. And he was born by the name of? Of uh, Leslie? Leslie King. That's Le- his name, Leslie King. And uh, today's his birthday. Uh, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. How do you How do you go from, what? how do you get that nickname? How do you get a nickname? What nickname? Yeah, he was sponsored by Ford. Gerald. That's what his name was, Gerald Ford. Right, but his real name was Leslie King, which would lead me to believe that his nickname was Gerald. I don't know how someone makes the leap from Leslie to Gerald. I think he was adopted or something. How about your last name changes when you get adopted, not your first name? They can change everything if they want to. You know who else's birthday it is? Something they used to call you when you were uh, when you were in high school. Big Pussy's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that your nickname in high school? One of the many. You really? This is an office hotline. Vincent Pastor. <laughs> Big pussy on the Sopranos. Today's his birthday, too. Doesn't he have some kind of tie to that, that gun ashtray there? No. no? This is uh, Cugine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but he was a Sopranos guy, Joseph Ganescoli. Ganescoli. Vito. Yeah. Thank on you. The uh, today's Bastille Day in France, so you can wear your beret <laughs> if it's made in China and uh, if you're an American. Uh, today's Bastille Day, and today's the day that Billy the Kid died, shot dead today. Billy the Kid. You know anything about him? Uh, Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy. Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy. Rob Banks. Yep. 
Nice job. And uh, didn't get popular until he died. Correct. And then it became one of those uh, stories. Urban legends. Yeah, urban legends. So. I think of Billy the Kid, and I think of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, oh yeah, he was the... Yes. <laughs> That, that was the second one or the first one? I think it was the first one. Yeah? Better there one. was a second Bill and Ted's? Yeah, terrible. Excellent Journey? Because the first one was terrible, but it was so quotable, you just had to watch it. <laughs> I can't imagine making a movie that Whoa. was that bad and have it have a sequel. George Carlin, right? Yeah. All right. Clarence Clemens. Clarence Clemens. Yep. They're all dead. All dead. <laughs> Uh, what else do we got going on? The blogs. So on the Cigar Authority, it's a blog site now. There's little things that are put up all the time. You started off, you put a couple things on, and then you got to the urinal thing, which had nothing to do with cigars or anything at all. You put the I just ur- thought it was interesting. Yeah. And then you stopped. That's where you ended, U- urinal, because you hit the climax right there, <laughs> urinal, which had nothing to do with anything. Made in the U.S. Yeah, made in the U.S. if it was American standard. Those were... Yeah, made in the United States. The urinal. Is urinals used everywhere? They're talking urinal cakes. Yeah, that's what so you're you, about. when you pee on them, they say to you, uh, you know, have you had too much to drink? Maybe you should get a designated driver. <laughs> that was, that's pretty that was awesome. Very like, cigar related. You know, Richard and fart joke kind of thing. You know, just funny and. But that's where you stopped. That was funny. That was a couple weeks ago, and that's where you ended. A couple weeks ago. It was first. It was early on this week. No, it was not this week. So I got this week's right here in front of me. What we talked about. All right. Uh, this day in science that went up after the show last week, which we had um, Dr. Mas, Mark S. Macosi on. Got to have him on again, by the way. <clears throat> yes, he wants to do it, too. And uh, he's meeting with the people from the uh, CRA and the IPCPR. And it was big news, by the way, and it was broken right here, which is the big news that it is true. I've been saying it for a while. There's been a c- couple of things on it. Now we have the uh, legitimate, all the proof that actually smoking a couple of cigars a day, not overdoing it, two cigars a day, relaxes you to, to such a degree that you live a little longer than if you didn't smoke at all, along with lots of other things that he has on there. So you can check uh, if you see, go on to the, uh, the Cigar Authority blog site. If you're not there already, go on there, read the article. It takes you to links that um, have all the different things he discovered. This is scientific proof stuff, not um, political, how they feel and what Insider they want to do. Insider101.com is the other is the place to go as well. Yep. Right. Uh, another thing we talk about is the 60 ring gauges that are coming out. Uh, we bring this up because it just keeps coming up one after the other. The next uh, big 60 ring gauge coming out is Nick Perdomo's um, new uh, Grand Crew series of 2006. All sizes are 60 ring gauges, 5x60, 6x60, and 7x60. Wow. Um, I've had enough already. <laughs> um, but you know what? In fairness to Nick Perdomo, he's the guy that really invented the big ring gauge cigar. His immenso that came out in the uh, in the 90s, he was coming out with big 60 ring gauges then. It looked absurd. People were laughing about it. He ended up letting it go away because it was so absurd being that thick. Now it's hot. So he was just ahead of his time. Well, people like a deal. That's a lot of tobacco for, for the money. Yeah, just is there such a thing as too much of a good thing? And I, th- I would like with the big sizes like that. It, that would be a time when I would want a torpedo, because then you can have the the cool burning, but a smaller it, it, end in your and mouth. And Chuck, how's it going on the? Uh... Robusto's killing it, man. It's it's clearly the number one, and it looks like it's high for number two between the torpedo and the six by sixty. Churchill coming in third, and the Lancero, no votes. Well, last. according to my records of 27 years of selling cigars, uh, it's in order. 
of what I gave you there. So Robusto is number one, followed by Churchill, followed by Toro, followed by Torpedo, and then it's every other size after that, depending on what's happening. It seems like Torpedo has slowed down quite a bit in the past two years, uh, and maybe that's a little bit of uh, thick ring gauges. I, I can't imagine it because the idea of a Torpedo is to smoke a cooler-burning cigar, a thick cigar, without having a thick cigar in your mouth. That's the idea of a Torpedo. They tend to cost more than other sizes. Well, you've because you're higher end roller rolling it. Right, the workmanship that goes into it. So that was the idea of a torpedo. Uh, a 6x60 is going to be a cooler burning cigar, but you you have to put the 60 ring gauge in your mouth. If you're okay with that, go for it. Keep you're the lead end out. As long yeah. as you keep the keep lid, the end lid end out of your mouth. It's the very, main key. Very that important. is the main key have right there. Have you ever there. put the lid end of your mouth by accident? Yes. You have? I have as well. Yeah. <laughs> really? You never have? No. You haven't smoked enough. Yeah. It, <laughs> it happens eventually. Yeah. Especially if you're Yeah. It oh. happens. <laughs> and it's not good. It's awful. Ruins the flavor of the cigar yeah. completely. Yeah. It's terrible. What's the palate, Dave? <laughs> yeah. What are you tasting now? Um, nothing, because my mouth is on fire. It's burned. It's ashy. It's gross, and you say, oh, my God, and you try not to say anything, but usually the guy sitting across from you, because that's what you were doing, was paying attention to him and not you, looks at you and goes, wow, is that something new? No. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to give that a try. And you try to sometimes, you try to play it off like it didn't just happen. (laughs) Farting in church really loud by accident, and then you're like... Looking at the other guy next to you. Pretend like it's him. Yeah. Uh, Camacho Liberty. Uh, it has hit our shelves. Uh, this is what comes out every year around 4th of July. And as usual, from the folks at Camacho, it came out after 4th of July. They're always a little late. This is the Honduran thing. It's a little late. But mm. it finally hit our shelves. Uh, there is uh, 2,000 boxes of them. Uh, and that's it. And that, that's their limited release. It's up there in price. It's $16 and change, I think. 6 by 60 I have not smoked it. No, it's the uh, 1105 version, which is the bulbous in the center. It's almost like a snake that swallowed a... Oh, like a mouse or something? Yeah. With, uh, in the middle of it. I don't even like the size, but this is what they do. So, I'm trying it after the show. I'm curious. Uh yeah, two uh, two thousand boxes. Uh, we only have a handful ourselves. I like uh, to be the first one too, and uh, it looks like no one's uh, no one's gone after it yet. So all right, I'm going. Um, also from the folks at Camacho, and and I put a blog on this because I just keep talking about it and hoping it goes away, but it doesn't. Is these thick ring gauges? Camacho, who makes um, Legendario, has a new uh, new size coming out. What do you think it's going to be? It's called the Big Bertha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you I know the answer. It. You smoked it. I smoked it. How? I'm the Cigar Authority. Did you know not know that? We don't have it, right? Do no, we, we don't have it. Oh. You smoked it. I did. Wow. The rep gave you one. One of my friends came in. Yes. The rep. I have not smoked it, which he knows better. It's eight by sixty. It's eight inches by sixty. It I'm not smoking it. Huge. <laughs> it is. You huge. smoked. How was it? It was very good. It was very good. So I did the math on it. It is less than a dollar an inch. That's a way to sell it. It's less than two dollars an hour. That's cool. Another way to sell it. Um, but it is like anything else. Nothing I want to do for four hours except sleep. What do you want to do for four hours? I slept for four hours. You got four hours in? I did. Good. 
So eight by sixty. There's going to be a whole bunch of this stuff. I got to really hand pick a handful that we're going to take on because I'm not taking all this. It's crazy. It's just going to diminish it like any every, anything else. Um, and also the uh, cigar we're going to smoke next week on the show. We have them here. We have them. Not for sale, but we have samples of them. Um, is the inch by E. P. Carrillo. Inch. So is it going to just be it's a just gonna be a little petite, little small cigar? It's only going to be an inch long, right? Wrong. <laughs> an inch is the diameter across. Oh my God! It's it going to be a 64, 64 of an inch. It's sixty-four ring gauge. Oh my God! And it's called the inch, and it has a few different sizes, uh, all that thickness. And eight to ten dollar cigar. We have samples here. We will smoke it on the show because they gave us samples in advance of the production. So that's the right thing to do. What's the length? Like the maximum length? Uh, I think five, six, and seven yeah. length or something. It's it's not that it's a little one inch cigar by any means, which would be cool. How about the inch and it be one inch long or something? No, nope, it's like got a three inches in diameter, but one inch yeah. long <laughs> would be in a torpedo. What were the samplers you were talking about, Dave? Like. Two weeks ago, remember that? I'm talking if they had like little sample sticks. I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what happened 15 minutes ago <laughs> or what I just said now. So, but that's the inch by E.P. Carrillo. All the kids are doing it. It's going to be all thick ring gauges. We're going to really have to handpick a handful of them for our own retail store. Um, you know, in in, in respect to uh, Ernesto Carrillo, I smoked a test blend of the inch. Um, maybe about six months ago, he gave me, uh, what do you think of the flavor of this? And the first thing I said is, it's way too thick. you got a smaller size. He said, no. Hmm. Uh, not telling me what it was going to be, but this is it. And it tasted nice when it was there, but I wasn't crazy about the size. And the problem is that they're all going to be that size. That's the problem. Are people voting with their wallet for the size? I mean, Yes, they are in the small handful of cigar brands that make that size. The problem is... Yeah, when the three weeks from flooded. now, there's going to be a hundred brands that have that size, and they're all going to sell one cigar, and that's going to be it. So I got to myself. I think I got to be very careful on the amount that I buy of each one because I think it's going to. Hey, I've been wrong before, but uh, you know, maybe people are buying it. I know we we got guys in here buying big ring gauges all the time. Who knows? We did not talk about congressman and cigar maker. Jose Oliva. Jose Oliva, once again, he is a uh, congressman for the Florida House of Representatives, District 110. Uh, he is running again, and uh, I certainly can't give a vote to him, but I certainly can write a contribution out to him because, obviously, he's pro-cigar. And I will do that, and I urge you folks to do it also. If you'd like to contribute to Jose Oliva uh, for House of Representatives uh, out of, once again, uh, Florida District 110, um, this is uh, Jose Oliva from the Oliva Cigars, Nub, um, what else, Kane, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see what else he has coming out. Big ring cages, I imagine. Well, we'll see what he's going to have coming out. You can make your contributions on his website, Jose Oliva. 2012.com, Jose Oliva 2012.com, or mail a check to 1581 West 49th Street, number 334, Hialeah, Florida 33012. Or just go to the website, Jose Oliva 2012.com, make a contribution. Every little bit helps. And, um, I think you're going to see big things on this guy. He is a uh, he's a good guy. 
and uh, he's not. He's doing it for his family and his, his young ones he have growing up into a better life and everything. Uh, this is somebody I can see years from now becoming big, not just in the state of Florida. You may see him uh, hey, run for run president, for president? Some, someday. Absolutely. So wouldn't that be something? And, uh, you know, we got Marco Rubio uh, looking like uh, poised to be the vice president candidate. That's what they, they're guessing. Oh, really? Uh, they're talking Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, she has a chance as I, well. I, I don't see that. She doesn't even want the gig. Um, and you, you got different people around. I think the right one would be to uh, take Marco Rubio, Florida, uh, Hispanic. Uh, Florida is a, a state that could go either way. This could wrap it up for that. Uh, and, and speaking of that, uh, I'll announce now that we're going to have uh, our annual Davidoff Cigar Dinner. We do one every year. This year is going to be on Election Day, Tuesday, Election Day. November 11th? Uh, November 6th, whatever it is. It's um, the first, it would be the first Tuesday okay, so of November. Seems, yeah. Um, and we're going to do it at Salvatore's Restaurant, and uh, it's going to be a Davidoff dinner on Election Day, so we're going to have the big screens there, and we can watch the election ourselves. What we got to do is have Peter on to tell us about the meal, because it's going to be over the top. Uh, I just got the okay from him that they are going to do it, uh, and we'll get more information for you next week, and we'll we'll talk about that along with uh, maybe some ideas of how to uh, do the cigar dinner that day, how to make it special. It is going to be Election Day, so what can we do special that day? Uh, we'll talk about that next week. What can we do to make that event uh, spectacular? You know, wh- what are people going to be looking for on Election Day, uh, coming down to celebrate? But we want them all. We want the Democrats, the Republicans. Let's all get together. Let's all be Americans and wear American clothes and be an American so I'll for Election Day. Right, because there's nothing you can wear, right? Next week, uh, again, we're going to be here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, and we're going to hear from Sean Poser from Brickhouse Cigars. We'll have him call in. I know he's doing an event that day at the Two Guys in Salem, but the show is uh, locked locked here for that day, so uh, we'll have him call. They're going to introduce a cigar, a Brickhouse cigar that's only available at events like that, which is a short, stocky cigar as a, as a taster. They're going to give it away for you to taste what Brickhouse cigars taste like, give you an idea of it, and then say, now would you like to buy a box? That's what I was thinking of. What? I was talking about like little samplers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Was the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's a little taster they taster. call it. Yes. So we'll have, that. have some of the tasters here. Can we get? Can we pull yes. that off? Yeah. I'll, I'll stop by in the morning, and grab it, to, so I can come so here and talk about. Getting here, perfect. Uh, lots of cigars hitting the shelves. I'll have more information on that. Uh, I'll pl- pop it up on the blog as the week goes on and tell you all about it next week, uh, along with the biggest trade show in history ever, which is the IPCBR trade show. This week, it will be a record breaker. It's going to be the biggest one of history ever that happened. We'll tell you about that and give you some uh, information of what's coming there. That and lots more. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Come on by and say hi. Uh, And you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And keep the lit end out of your mouth. For God's sakes, keep it out of your mouth. Bye, American.